fuck pain, fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, Dreamtime returns with dreams crossing over into reality. We ponder how the decision to make your browsing history available for sale can ever come about. Facebook's PC reaction to a completely unoffensive ad goes beyond too far. Selling your soul to the devil, amazing listener gifts, hellhounds, and a reminder, never mess a good myth up with too many facts. And now, asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind for the Drunken Dows Podcast begins now. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 109 of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Again, as usual, my pal Daniele across from me. Howdy. Hello. Hello. I want to just real quick. Do tell. Our pal Edward Feldman. Oh, yes. Is a genius potter. He and he sends us some of the most delightful things. And y'all can find him. I'm sure we'll, we'll have something in the show notes just so you can order something from him and check it out. He made the greatest Drunken Taoist flask you could ever hope for. If anybody has any interest in that, we can definitely organize getting something together. But, man, it's too kind of you to help se- I mean, to send these things out. I mean, the work Super is fantastic, switch. and it's so appreciated. And I wanted that to be right on the very top of the show. Um, Good idea. Is that Good me call. just begging for more shit? No, I don't think so. No, it's appreciation. <laughs> no, it's man. appreciation. It's really incredible. He wrote the kindest letter, and man, back to you. It, it's it's you yeah, know. and that's what sometimes uh, is great for us in terms of keep going. And I don't mean send us free shit. That's sweet and all, but that's more than that. Is sometimes you know you see the number and you see okay, so some people people are listening. That's nice. That's yeah. great. But there's. You have no idea who's on the other side. You know, we don't know sometimes who the listeners are. What are you getting out of it? Do you like it? Do you not? You know, we don't exactly get to find out a whole lot. So when we do get the messages or some sign of that people are getting something out of it, and it happens on a regular basis. Yes, it does. You guys are super sweet in letting us know. It helps a bunch. It helps a bunch both in terms of feeling good about it, but also in terms of tailoring where we're going you know if we understand that certain things help people more than others well then that's where we'll go you know more than happily so yeah thank you guys so much for everything having said that i I wish i remember the exact name of the documentary but someone did want to put out there that there are some dangers of going down to peru and eating ayahuasca because some of these fly-by-night places and there's been people that died and i just wanted to mention we're not here to insist or try to get people to go down and do crazy things you know do your due diligence without question sure and uh you know if you want to go on that spiritual journey i'm sure there's a safe way to do it but you know going to hector's house of ayahuasca may not be the safest thing to do so just keep your eyes open and i guess that goes without saying but someone had mentioned it to me and i just wanted to say that as well just uh, all right let's say a quick thank you to datsusara on it and sure design 
Datsusara. I'm wearing their hoodie. I just got their new, maybe a month ago, I think we mentioned it once, their new Datsusara hemp wallet. Yeah. Uh, new products are going to be coming up at exponential rate in the future. So keep your eyes glued. They have, uh, I still have to run into one person who bought a Datsusara piece of gear who told me that they were less than thrilled with it. Yeah. So it's great stuff. Check it out best backpacks travel bags uh, anything hemp related that's usara is your destination in terms of on it i it took me only four years but i am a believer not in on it i like a bunch of on it stuff already before but specifically alpha brain alpha brain is funny because has been the ongoing it's the flagship of on it is the For one sure. thing that uh, is the center of the whole thing and oddly enough, I like just about everything else about Tony and Alpha Brain. Most of the time, I felt either little or like not a whole lot. So I was like, I was always pushing other things because that's what worked for me. But Alpha Brain, I was always like, yeah, it's all right. Uh, a couple of times, I felt it more than others. And I was like, but then now that they switch, well, they didn't switch. It's still available, the old Alpha Brain. But they started doing this instant Alpha Brain, the one in powder. Yeah. And I know you mentioned you had the exact opposite experience of me. Where I still like the ones with the pill, the, but maybe the it's something about better. how we absorb things. Exactly. The pills for me were doing very little uh, to the point where I was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. There are a bunch of other products from Omni that I really like. Yeah. I wouldn't take the pills. I started the powder, the Alpha Braining powder. Oh my fucking God. That thing is something else. It's like a very, because I had, crazy long work days for weeks in a row yeah. and there were a few days where i was like okay i really need something to make my brain click in a different way because right now i'm just dead tired so sort of middle of the day usage or uh usually either morning or yeah right after lunch something like that but and you don't get that crazy buzz that like an energy drink or something nope, horrible like nope. that just my mind kicks into gear yeah. creativity kicks in all the connections are faster and you don't have that jittery coffee feeling. Yeah. So, okay. I'm no, officially fine. a believer. And, and I like the pills because more like if it's like 1030 and I know it's going to be a two, three yeah. in morning one, I think it's the best at that point. Cause it really does. Once again, without the jittery craziness yep. of caffeine or whatever you can get your hands on, it seems to work really well. And, and the focus is a real thing or a massive, awesome placebo effect. Take your pick. They're now, both working. In these cases, like, whereas before with the pills, I was like, I don't know. The time I felt it could be placebo. I can't tell, you know. And they have done their double blind studies, sure. all the stuff that shows that, no, there's something to it. But in my personal experience, I was like, eh, maybe, maybe not. The powder, there's no, you know, there's no placebo there. there that's some pretty hardcore stuff that work wonders for me. So sorry for the long-winded thing, but I'm quite excited about it because it's my new on-it kick. I'm very, very pleased with it. And of course, thank you to Short Design for the coolest t-shirts on the planet. Whether you want to check their selection, which is wide and there's so much good stuff, or just our t-shirts, all the Drunken Taoist uh, logo, Dionysian Parade, uh, Nietzsche, uh, EQ shirts, all of those are awesome. You know, I saw some artwork out there of a certain Mr. Bellelli with a uh, a happy gnome on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savannah was playing with it. We'll see if we. Yeah, maybe maybe we're due for a new shirt. We'll see. We um, um, we can toy with that idea. The EQ was, was, was awesome. Yeah. 
Um, having said all that, I think we'll just jump right into the episode. Here we go. time for some dream time there must have been a, a spectacular dream i know i got woke up by the alarm this morning and i was so deep into some awesome and it just vaporized oh that sucks so you don't all remember what happened don't know what happened but it was pretty awesome i had several days of pretty intense dreams and they were interesting and very vivid and it was actually cool and not bloody for a change that's nice and then of course uh, actually this wasn't this wasn't even bloody you know what's interesting too before we even get into the specifics of this one i've been watching ash versus evil dead a tv series that if you guys haven't watched do yourself a favor and quickly fix that mistake it's pretty fun, isn't it's it? It's hilarious, man. It's like, so if the sight of blood disturb you, do not do that. Because it's the most, it's the goriest thing I've ever seen. It's explicitly over the top because they want to have fun with it. Right. And the whole thing is idiotic humor and blood everywhere. Which Groovy. is basically, <laughs> which is basically half of my dreams are exactly like that. So watching Ash versus Evil Dead, I was like, now I can finally point to somebody what my dreams look like. <laughs> Because it's exactly like this. <laughs> That's what my subconscious look like. But uh, so in this case, uh, this is a little on the disturbing side because so I'm having this dream that um, of all people, Mr. Donald Trump oh. has sent uh, some female ninja assassin to get rid of me. And of course it works because um, I'm quite sensible to female beauty. So uh, she could have probably even told me I'm a ninja here to, assa- to assassinate you. And I would have said, okay, baby, no problem. Certainly you are, but first. But, <laughs> exactly. But in any case, I get pretty mad because I realize that she's somebody who's there to kill me. She's there in bed with me. And I suddenly realize it. And I go, I saw you, bitch. Because I realized what she did, right? And so <laughs> the problem is I'm not doing that just in my dream. Apparently, I am speaking out loud. Oh, that so always makes for fun. The poor sweet Savannah M wakes up listening to me going, I saw you, you bitch. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> this is weird, but it's not that bad. The next part is that I reach out my hands, try to wrap them around her throat. In and, reality? In reality. And that's when I hear... Hey, hey, hey. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck. Sorry. Sorry. What? Well, you do kind of have a ninja in your bed anyway, so. Yeah, but he was a little, like, I never, ever had a moment where I don't wake up and actually act on my dreams. Wow. And considering what my dreams look like, that's not a good thing. You don't want me to act on my dreams ever, ever, ever. Time to lock up the knives. So, yeah, totally. And, uh, and in fact, she was laughing her ass off because she said that my voice went from... I saw you, you bitch. To, I'm sorry, baby. Are you okay? You know, that kind of thing. But it was, 
Yeah. Gretchen tells a tale that I woke up one night, woke her up one night screaming, freeze, motherfucker! <laughs> so I think we're both on a dangerous path. Yeah, that's not a good thing. And in fact, that's, uh, that's what I remember too when anytime I've been monstrously high to the point where my main thought is, please, dear God, make sure I don't kill anybody or because that would be bad. Uh, now when you're happy, I, you know, when you're miserable and suffering and in this bad mental place. When, but yeah, I, I don't know. So that was my um, happy <laughs> dream for the day. After that, I was like, okay, next time, just tie me to the bed directly. Like I'll have my dreams and toss and turn around. But man, that was scary. It freaked me out. Like she kept laughing about it. I felt horrible for like two days. It's not even that I got to it, but just the fact that she told me that she saw my hands reaching out for her neck. That was not a good thing. Hopefully you won't have to describe this ninja and get yourself in trouble for Yeah, she was, she was very gracious about not asking too many questions about that. So that was very good. Well there you go, kids. Tie yourselves up when you got to dream. The damn right. It's ranting time. What do you got today? Let's rant away. All right. Uh, a former guest and good guy, Ben Kovacs from uh, Guardian Gym in Oakland. The Twitter guys. Yeah, he was. He doesn't work for Twitter no more. But the ex-Twitter guy. Yeah, the ex. Uh, I think. I think Joel still works for Twitter. Ben left. Ben had. Uh, he's now running full-time Guardian Gym. That is mostly a non-profit gym, at least for kids. In the poor parts of Oakland, they can have martial art training for free. Adults pay, and their membership then pays for kids to be able to come in and train. So it's a sweet idea. It's very cool. We chat about it a little when they were on the podcast. That sounds more like income redistribution. (laughs) Damn communists. And I saw this thing that was, I think he posted it on Facebook, because there was this Facebook had apparently rejected an ad for their... uh, boxing boot camp and um you know the text of the ad said want to get in shape and support your local community yikes how dare they what language what could be wrong with that right want to get in shape and support your local community right it's not that that's not screaming inappropriate to me right is it the word boot does someone not like boots too much like boob no uh, it was rejected by Facebook because it supposedly singles out people that are not in shape. Mm. And you're like, you got well, to be well, Technically, kidding, everybody right? is in some sort of shape. <laughs> you know? One day I want to be a, 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 a rhombus. That's, I think this is the example of... Uh, PC gone too far. Yeah, exactly. You know, And I, you know I'm one of those people who tend to... I tend to argue that the arguments are, oh, it's all about PC, it's all this and that. I think people whine about it a lot and sometimes they exaggerate. But then, of course, you run into these things and that's exactly why you get all those assholes who spend their time complaining all about, oh, they don't let us be people anymore. It's, out of, it's out of control. This shit is like, seriously, you have an ad for going working out and it's bad because if you don't work out, it discriminates against you or something. What, are you against people that like oxygen? Yeah, exactly. It's like, 
the beautiful part about uh, being on this planet is all the diversity that there that does exist. Yeah. And so, of course, there's bad corners everywhere. But overall, isn't it great that there's all this difference, this cornucopia, this uh, this uh, united colors of Benetton, and we're all a little different. But at the end of the day, we need to decide if we're going to be on Team Human and and get to know each other and take care of each other, or we're just going to be the opposite, and it's just going to be put people in boxes and totally. And some of that stuff. The is, idea uh, of going back to 1950, not perfect example. Yeah, we went to see North by Northwest did a yeah. screening, and it was. Shocking. By the way, great Hitchcock movie for those yep. of you guys who don't know what. Cary Grant, the whole yeah. Eva Saint Marie. What's really crazy is the opening sequences in the city, and there's maybe. Four black women come out of these offices. It looks right. very mad men looking. And then yeah. as you proceed through the film, the only other black faces you see are porters, yep. uh, cooks, sure. or waiters on the train. Of course. And I guess in 1959, I guess this is what the Republicans want the world to look like again, where all the black and brown people are off in their menial jobs and they're running everything, smoking cigarettes. And it was it was actually kind of, you know... I'm sure nobody noticed when the film came out, You'll, but it uh, is blatantly obvious now just how insane. Well, you laugh on this because um, remember that guy, uh, MMA guy who got busted for being a psycho and because uh, he just beat the living hell out of his porn star girlfriend? Yes. And, well, I'm also questioning a little bit our life choices, not being a porn star, which, you know, whatever. Well, it's a tough road to hoe. When you start dating See, a dude who has... I got it. Uh, when, I start, <laughs> when you start dating a dude who's legally changed his name to War Machine, mm -hmm. that's when I think you may be questioning your life choices a little bit. But why do I bring him up? Because the thing that... Um, the thing that he did, you know, he just got sentenced to a, I, I don't think, he, was he sentenced? No, they found him guilty. Now they have to do the sentencing. But, um, you know, because he basically tried to kill his ex and the guy that, that he was sleeping at at the time after dumping him and all of that, right? There's one of his writings that I think speaks to a lot of what we're talking about. Where his writings? Did he have a collection of poems? No, he has or? like a blog oh, post okay. of some kind. And he goes off talking about how men today are not allowed to be men anymore. Oh, and not this business. Let me continue. And men today are treated worse than Jews in Germany during, during Nazi times. You know, and this he's me so, shaking my head if you can't see it. And this is the funny thing is a lot of people say this stuff. This is a dude who's arguing, who's just finished trying to kill his ex-girlfriend and uh, her new lover and blaming it all on the fact that society doesn't let you be a real man anymore. I think, you know, when your argument is in the same league as War Machine, you should also start questioning your life choices yeah. because that's exactly the kind of shit that leads to this degree of insane psycho bullshit and it's all hooked into that sort of pc stuff it's yeah. almost like the end it's it's the reaction to that sort of yeah they're made for each other they're completely made for each other and to me it's like i'm not gonna first i'm not gonna let anybody limit 
how I live my life, my choices. Nobody's not letting me be a man. Yeah. I like boobs. I like nudity. I like, we have, you know, you look around this house, there's like half of it is Frank Frazetta paintings with naked bodies of men, and women. There's Jimi Hendrix hanging Everybody. Out. There's also good old Jimi yeah, Hendrix next man. to him. It's like, so yes, the ones who are going to be old PC and like, oh, this is objectifying. Fuck you. I don't care. Mm-mm. But I don't let, I don't need to let them we don't need to get along, you know, just because somebody has a different opinion. What do I care? It's not that they get to rule over my life. Yep. And in this case, the same thing is like you get Facebook doesn't approve your ad because you're inviting people to get in shape. Yep. It's obviously monstrous. It's obviously stupid. It is PC gone mad, but they don't rule over your life. Just put them in check, consider them for the little stupid shits that they are. It's like stupid bureaucratic rules that you find in anything. Yeah. Uh, the solution is not in the let's go back to the good old times, which, as you're saying, weren't which good so old great times. for very no. many people. Exactly. So I'm with you there. Now, but... this He-Man, Woman, They Hater shit is really strange. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes relationships don't go well. Yeah. But if you can't seem to get a girlfriend organized, you might not want to blame all the ladies. You might want to take 30 seconds to look in the fucking mirror yeah. and say, hey, maybe this douchebag shithead, oh, women are here for my plaything. You're going to have to take that down a notch. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then to bitch and whine about, oh, they're just going to take your money and when they find the next best thing, they're... Come on, man. Yeah. Man up. Yep, yep, yep. That no, I'm with you me there. Crazy too. Uh, me too, completely. But in the honor of uh, good old Facebook, I'll read the, the response that they sent about the ad inviting people to get in shape. I'm, I'm going to put a little duct tape on my head so it doesn't blow apart. Since we just finished talking shit about more one side, let's go to the other. Please. Facebook is... Your ad wasn't approved because of the body slash title text calls out to specific user attributes, example, race, religion, age, sexual orientation, gender, disability or medical condition, financial status, membership in a trade union, criminal record, ethnicity, and so on. Such ads may offend the users and lead to high negative sentiment. Ads should not single out individuals or degrade people. We don't accept language like want to get in shape and support your local community and the like. We don't accept language like we don't want to get in shape and support your local community. So what's the appropriate construct? Instead, texts must present realistic and accurate information in a neutral or positive way and should not have any direct attribution to people. The language of the ad should be focused on the product and not the users. The product is the users, motherfucker. You know, it's the same thing. It's your body. It's what are... In any case, you can recreate your post with these guidelines in mind and trying to boost it again. I don't know how you'd redesign it. No, I mean, that's, that is the kind of shit that creates the people that we're just picking on right now. Because, of course, you run into this stuff. Of course, you're going to have the opposite reaction because this is insane PC bullshit to a level that hurts my brain. And now we're in a, in a time where, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and 10 other people get to make these grandiose decisions for everybody. Yeah. So that's why I'm introducing my own personal internet that everybody can join. In. Right. That's That'll go over old... great. Won't be any hassles there. No, none whatsoever. Hey, how about the madness of, and I know we weren't going to talk politics, but this one just blows my mind. That they voted 
to allow the internet companies to sell your personal histories. Oh, yes. I what love that one. The fuck, man. Yes, I love that one. I do it's, love the guy uh, that said he's going to, the very first time it's available, he's going to buy every, every uh, congressman's and woman's uh, history and post them up for free. Of course. But who, other than Verizon and those shitheels, who does this benefit? And no. whose fucking business is it? No, that again is proof yet that just when you think that you look at Democrats and you think nothing can possibly be worse, you take a look at Republicans and you go, wow, oh, okay, they did now it. I remember. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, it's, it's a shame. It's, uh, it's just madness. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's completely unjustifiable and there's just no way. But yeah, fuck, let's stay away from politics because otherwise... You're right. Gonna... I just It is the rant moment and that just blew yeah. my mind apart. No, I'm with you. I, I saw that as well and I was like, how can anybody support this shit is beyond me. But... Yeah. Well, it's just going to be interesting in, 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 in 18 months because uh, these chickens are going to come home to roost. and Maybe. Then again, when the alternatives are the Hillary Clinton of the world, I know. Um, that's why you get Trump, but... All right, must organize my political party very shortly. Do that. Yes, the Isabella moment, but of course, in her own voice, it wouldn't be the Isabella moment. Custom introductions. Yeah. That's, that's what you people get. By the one and only. Okay, are we ready for an Isabella moment? Boom, boom, boom. Yes. Okay, let. What? What is that you want me to tell? You know, about once you. Yeah, yeah, poor Savannah, don't ever... How is that embarrassing? Well, okay, so there's uh, Isabella asked me to uh, bring up to speed uh, the good people <laughs> over once when she was... You want to tell? Okay, please tell. When Go. I was four, I, my, my stepmom said, Is, wouldn't it be terrible if I made you pick up the dog's poop since I have a dog? And I said, mm-hmm, I would eat... I would kick you in the ass and eat your balls. Eat your balls? She was black. So right. Since legs. when does she have balls? Wow. That's terrifying. There's a lot of different storylines going yeah. on Sorry. in this thing. That's a completely different story. You scare me. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I don't know if that's a completely correct response. Sometimes you got to pick up a little poo. It's just how it goes. Not Four-year-old I mean. Isabella was not a fan of that concept. No, and it's not going to get she any better put it anytime on the soon. Email and it said she was four years old. Ah! No, yeah. seriously, it I know, I know. Okay, yeah. let me tell a couple of Isabella stories. Ah. So we got um, maybe a couple of weeks ago we were watching yet again Conan the Barbarian. Excellent, ah. excellent. Yeah, Conan. somebody's excited. And about half hour into it, her comment was. Other than losing your parents to a barbarian raid and all the beheading people and crushing skulls. I said that. Yeah. This is a really sweet movie. Yeah. You don't remember saying that? Oh, yeah. I didn't say 
I don't remember saying it in that weird language. It was hilarious. It was totally yeah, hilarious because you said it that way. You said, other than losing your parents, uh, it was so yeah, funny. I did say so, that. I did. Yeah, and that's actually exactly how I feel. So I felt perfectly understood. It's like I find Conan to be a very sweet, romantic movie. So that's... What? Conan finds a lady. Those two like each other. He, he loves his parents and it's just sweet. I agree. Other than the Interesting way to look at it, for sure. Yeah. So that we was, need to get John Milius on the phone and I, see what he thinks. He probably feels the same way. Conan is a romantic comedy. Yes. I have, I have a crazy Hollywood story. One time, I found myself working on a movie, and right next door was John Carpenter wow. working on a movie. Yeah. Which Escape from New York, Big Trouble Little China, all these great movies. The 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 thing, and uh, that was back in my smoking days. And every time he would go out for a smoke, he would knock on my door. Let's go smoke. So, you know, over a couple of weeks, we had a pretty nice bunch of chats. Of course. And so eventually he came to me, he said, so which one of your movies, which one of my movies is your favorite? And uh, I came up with Starman. I love Starman back mm -hmm. in the day. Jeff Bridges. He's like, no, that's a movie for girls. You're going to have to pick something better than that. <laughs> so I was quick with the, the thing after that, but. He, he picked on you. He was like, screw you. What's this stuff? Yeah, what are you talking about, son? That's funny. But other than that, he was, he was a great cat. And it was really exciting uh, to talk to him over there. That was days. your carpenter moment. That was my carpenter moment. Nice. Well, we had a time not too long ago. We were trying to, to come up with times where we were starstruck. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And I've managed never to be starstruck. But, you know, in those moments. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, it's pretty awesome. That is cool. I just didn't lock up and <laughs> right. It was like Mister Carpenter. Yeah. yeah, none of that. So John Carpenter, I'm sure you're listening. That was a blast and uh, something I, I really remember. I love it. I was just thinking as you were saying, what was the thing where there was a starstruck moment? And I realized it wasn't mine in the last few days. It was Savannah's. She had um, she posted on Instagram some of her art, right? And then she got, uh, she was looking at, oh, this person commented, okay, I'm going to reply. And, uh, and then she got a, light, a like from Vasil Lomachenko that anybody who likes boxing, Lomachenko is like probably the best boxer out there right now. He's like insanely good how good he is. Wow. He's something straight out of the Matrix. And in fact, after the initial, oh shit, that guy just liked my art, she was in a... Um, how did he get here? You know, how did he end up on my page? How did he get to see it? And of course, you'll never know. No. But it was just one of the things where it was like, what the hell? So she was pretty pleased with that. And sticking with the combat sport thing, I had uh, in the Little Bigorn episode, mm -hmm. the latest one, I'd make an absolutely demented reference to Bas Rutten, the <laughs> glorious commentator. Bas is hilarious. He was like one of the greatest MMA pioneers. He's a funny commentator. He's just a funny human being and stuff. And I found a way to somehow weave in a Bas Rutten reference in the middle of a little the narration of the Little Big Horn on History on Fire. And so then it ended up in a tweet and people started going back and forth. And then I realized that Bas started following me on Twitter. So I was fairly pleased with that. See, there are good elements to all this social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and those, those times those, are great. Yeah, absolutely. I think, what was the other one that Savannah had? Oh, yeah, the guys, these are my idols. So I, I'm suffering serious envy because 
she got to follow her on Facebook, um, the guys from Tanger Cavalry, the Mongolian folk metal <gasps> band, my, my absolute idols of the last year or two. At some point, when they come on the West Coast, I want to do a podcast with them. Not just that, we, we got to go to the show, too. Totally. I mean, that would be the way to do it, either before or after the show. Totally. Yeah, the good man, the creator of Tanger Cavalry, the, his name is Nature Ganga. Okay, I can fucking do it. Uh, you try. All right, here we go. <clears throat> His name. Wow. <laughs> yes. His name it's is not... Nature Ganga Baigal. Let me try. Okay. That was a good one. Let me see. Maybe another syllable in there, but. Because six letters. Yeah, seems a lot. it's Gangan by Gal, of course. That's exactly. Clearly. Yeah. Nature Gangan by Gal. Well, Love fellas, we, we, we'll happily yeah. make all that happen. That would be a delight. Yeah awesome band and again uh, she she mentioned them on something and then he started following her another proud moment in starstruck life so those have been the latest all right everybody go out and be starstruck it's good for you Well, it's story time, everybody, brought to you by Sure Design T-shirts and all sorts of awesome things like harem pants, happy nipples for a happy planet. That's what that's what Bennett believed. I think sure did. I didn't ever actually. But no, actually, you made it up, but, but soft he, shirts he was like content that. Content enough, yeah. So all was good. Yeah, and reported back at least. Exactly. Anyway, what do we got today? Today we have. Uh, a- I guess we'll pay homage to. Um, you ever checked out this pod- podcast called Our Fake History? No. It's this guy, Sebastian Major, from Canada, I believe. I think Ontario, Canada, if I'm not mistaken. He's awesome, man. I started, uh, because, you know, of course, doing History on Fire, I've been starting to listen to a lot more historical podcasts, see what's out there, all of that kind of stuff. A lot of them, eh, they're all right. They're not that great, but they are okay. Some are enjoyable, but this one is really good. Uh, I like Sebastian's work a lot. He... um, now, is he creating fake history for fun, or is he no, correcting the, the errors? Exactly. The whole premise is exploring the myths and the realities, kind of trying to play which one of the myths are confirmed, or in which ones instead are, there's a beautiful story, but there's who the hell knows what really happened. So the unmasking of Columbus and things like that. Yeah, he played with a lot of... I told him that... Uh, he has to tackle the Jesus story next. Otherwise, I shall lose all my respect for him. But of course, he's like, are you fucking crazy? Because, you know, that's going to make him lose 85% of his listeners probably. So maybe not such a good choice. But I, I guess we're not going to be doing the draw Muhammad contest. No, exactly. That, that's exactly what he said. He said, I'm not touching Jesus. I'm not touching Muhammad. Anything else is fair game. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Don't blame him for that. But he did this one episode about legendary bluesman Robert Johnson. Oh, nice. Who's one of the mystery figures in... He sold his soul to the devil. Exactly. I'm glad you got it. I wasn't doing nothing with it anyway. Yeah. The whole story of Robert Johnson is trippy because there's no birth certificate for him. So actually the evidence that the guy even lived for something who lived so recently because he's supposed to have been born around 1911. So not that long ago, you know, century or so. No birth certificate, hardly any real documentation that existed for the man. 
and there are no two stories about him that are even remotely similar like everybody's like oh yeah i was there when he died and this thing went down and the other dude is like yeah i was there when he died and a completely different story and wow. then the, just about every aspect of his life you, there are 25 different bluesmen who tell you a different story about what happened all who supposedly were there so there's there's a story of this one guy who spent literally probably three decades researching the life of uh, Robert Johnson, wanted to write the ultimate Robert Johnson biography, all of that. Could he find any real facts? He spent three decades researching and gave up without publishing the book <laughs> because he was just like, forget it. You know, sifting through all this super contradictory historical record is just driving me insane. I'm done. I'm out of here. So... Even like the fact that all of the music that anybody can listen to from Robert Johnson today is all the product of two recording sessions. Really? That's it. Just two days of recording. That's all you can ever listen to from Robert Johnson today. Oh, that's a trip. So there's, and yet he had this huge impact on the music, you know, from people like Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, Eric Clapton. Yesterday, just completely coincidentally, I was looking at uh, the Wikipedia page for the Black Keys. Yeah. And they were mentioning Robert Johnson as an influence. You know, he's like one of those uh, larger than life figures in American music, right? And yet we don't know crap about him. The way... Sebastian starts his uh, fake history episode about Robert Johnson. He tells the story of December 1938 in New York, uh, Carnegie Hall, where um, they are having this big show about the history of black music. And Robert Johnson was supposed to be the star of the day, where he was supposed to be representing blues. And this was going to be the biggest break of his career. But the guy who organized the whole event comes up on stage, you know, there are a bunch of other musicians, they've all done their thing, but the organizers come up on stage and say that on the very day in which Robert Johnson received the invitation to play at Carnegie Hall, that's the day when he was murdered. And so he wasn't going to be able to play. So in a weird moment, he actually played a record on the phonograph for the audience to listen to that you don't do it at a live performance yeah. but i guess it was not many choices though. no not many choices there and people actually liked it anyway so it was but the mystery of you know the day in which basically gets to be crowned king is the day when he gets murdered and really young Spa exactly sport uh yeah 38 He's 11, 27. So 27 oh that, a a member that? of the infamous 27 Club, yeah. right? From uh, Hendrix, uh, Morrison, Janis Joplin. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, uh, Amy Winehouse. Every, if you are, my suggestion is if you're a great musician, yeah. by the time you are 26 and 364 days, Take just lock yourself <laughs> in a room somewhere. <laughs> just no drugs, no alcohol just nothing and emerge again when you are one year older because yeah, yeah it's not that's a an lucky. amazing crazy thing yeah 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 but yeah so that at 27 now <laughs> the story goes that the legend about which of course you jump into run right away is that robert johnson at one point had walked to the crossroads at midnight that already tells you it's a southern story mm -hmm. the crossroads right there walked to the crossroads at midnight and sold his soul to the devil in exchange for becoming the greatest performance of uh, Delta Blues. I went to the crossroads, fell down on my knees, 
and on the day in which he received the invitation to the event that would basically crown him as the king of blues that's when the devil came to collect his soul time to cash like, it in buddy you know you got what you wanted now i'm getting your my the soul you promised me deliver right now the Coen brothers actually weave him into oh brother where art thou they do they most definitely do and they have and there are weird eerie references there are some robert johnson lyrics that speak about hanging out at the crossroads there's a story about walking side by side with the devil there's another one about there's a reference about hellhounds are on my trail hellhounds are on my trail stuff like that now some of this is taken out of context because the crossroads is just there hitchhiking is not talking about but you know when you put them all together yeah. and also just don't fuck with us don't mess a good meat with too many facts here you know Let's and the fact he to... went from a terrible player to incredible in three days that's it's like he jacked himself thing. into the matrix that's the other thing the story is well first is how he learned because you know in 1911 when you are uh, the kid of sharecroppers how do you learn how to play you go home music? and uh, look up on youtube yeah exactly right he's apparently the instrument he played was this thing called the diddly bow which i guess that's what gave the name to bow diddly another famous but the diddly bow was this kind of primitive uh, homemade string instrument made literally with pieces of loose wire stretched out on this Ooh. thing so not exactly the best quality guitar that you're gonna have uh, but when you get hands on a real guitar man you're gonna be ready oh yeah that is like <laughs> you got to be kidding me this is cake so Robert Johnson showed zero enthusiasm for picking cotton and becoming a sharecropper. He's like, no, not my thing. And he was also not very big on Christianity. What he liked instead was the blues. And like all good bluesmen, he was apparently quite fond of the ladies and quite fond of booze. Which, what? Yeah, never heard that story this before. This combination seems unheard of. Yeah, that just never. So conflict with his family. He left home by the time he was 16. And uh, apparently, as Sebastian put it in the episode, the ladies loved him too. He um, he was married at 18 with some 16-year-old girlfriends Ooh. of his. So Don't do that, kids. Yeah, bad idea. She got pregnant. What? Went back home to her family and died in childbirth <sighs> along with the kid. Oh, my God. And that's where maybe the story of the, her family was super hardcore Christian started blaming him because he was playing the devil's music during pregnancy so that's where part of the whole legend at least that's one of the theories about where the whole legend come from the tale about the recordings which the ones that you can still listen to today the the story that they tell is that when he went to do these two recordings he turned away from everybody the sound engineer the guy was there the producer he just faced the wall played uh, not looking at them and one of the theories you know the more one of the explanation is that because he, did, they, he didn't want them to see that the devil was in his eyes when he was playing the other more prosaic theory is that he was using an acoustic trick of using the wall to kind of have his voice bounce off to make it sound deeper and yeah, cooler yeah. But uh, some people think the whole thing is made up because, you know, the producer said he was this super shy guy. Everybody said, him? You kidding me? He was the showman. Was So who knows? Again, the but stories are... these cats, when they hit the stage, it's all on. And as soon as they get off, they don't want to talk to nobody. And, they, you know, I, I believe that. Could very well be. And, and the other thing that you were referencing, because you are 
uh, well-schooled in the history of music. I'm uh, most people will not know about Robert Johnson. Is that the guy sucked initially. He was a terrible player. Yeah. You know, he was... Uh, other blues musicians were laughing at him and being like, oh, this damn kid is just awful. And he disappeared for about six months or so. And by the time he came back, he asked for a chance. And the same crusty old blues musician are like, yeah, okay, kid, sure, why not? For laughs, you know, let's... And by the time he was done playing his sing, everybody's jaws dropped because he was like what the hell just happened? The guy was like the worst player ever and only six months went by and he's now a god of the guitar. It can only be one thing. Exactly. That's the other. Th and in fact, the theory was he must have sold his soul to the devil because there's just no way. <laughs> so, you know, do we have any idea of what happened? You know, the led there are 10,000 legends based on 0.01 reality. We, I mean, the guy existed. He made music. That's yeah. about all we know. Even the story of his death, there are multiple stories, probably like six or seven really? different variations. All different crazy murders? Yeah, and of course from like... There's an awesome one where there's uh, his mom who supposedly tells this whole complicated story about what happened, this, that, and the other, full of details, right? And there was this folklorist who took the story down from his mom, wrote it down. Problem is, his mom had already been dead several years, oh, so clearly this was some other mom either ghost to mom some lies. or some random lady who said, "Yeah, I was Robert Johnson's mom. Let me tell you a story." Oh, that's you crazy. offering me coffee and the donuts? Sure, I'll have stories for you. Won't you won't believe what happened to my baby. It's yeah. the saddest thing. Exactly, but no, the the more popular one is that putting together the elements of his life, he all three of them: blues, women, and alcohol. So we got, he's playing a gig somewhere and he's monstrously flirting with the wife of the guy who owns the establishment where they are playing the, the exact gig. wrong person you should be running around with. Correct. The guy hands him a bottle of whiskey saying, it's on the house. Yeah, it is, because it's full of poison. Exactly. And apparently after drinking, he starts rolling around in pain and <sighs> stuff and dies because of poisoned whiskey that at least is one of the many versions the more i don't know if it's the more credible one or the cooler one but whatever it is it's it's a good one yeah I that's like a pretty it. good one very cersei lannister so yeah exactly so that's uh that's a bit of uh music history for you and uh, it's kind of funny because oh what it's so weird on one end i love the blues right i really dig it on the other end, it's true that after the fourth song, you're like, did the song change? Because it sounds exactly no, the same, all... you know? It's like, there's... Uh... <laughs> like, I was listening to some Robert Johnson things after this, and I listened to probably all of the songs he recorded. Yep. And there are maybe... I don't know how many are there, 20-something, 30-something, I forget. Yep. I probably can separate three where no, I can tell the... there's a different... I'm still saying it when it... Basically. Did I tell you I got a tweet from somebody asking me, remember the Lead Belly story? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that Somebody one. tweeted me, asked me, uh, where did that song come from and where can I get it? I yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, friend. You, you are making it up. <laughs> yeah. off. Stop, what was it? Something about stabbing Stab Whitey. Whitey. Yeah, you are making that was Columbus. It's so much fun stabbing Whitey. <laughs> I think he should record it. I I, well, that's what awesome. I told that cat. He need to write the rest of the song and get that thing out. Cause, uh, I like it. Seems a bit timely. I, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> So check out uh, our fake history, Sebastian Major.
really good. Uh, he does a great work. He's a different kind of historical podcasting compared to, let's say, what I do or even like the Dan Carlin model. You know, it's not the super long-winded... You know, Dan, by now you have to shoot him to make him stop a podcast, right? Because it's like <laughs> six hours of stuff. I tend to go fairly long as well. I try to keep it between the hour and a an half to two and a an half hours. So it's still pretty long form. Um, Sebastian sticks to the 40 minute, give or take a few minutes more or less formula. So in and out pretty so quick. He releases more often. He has at least two a month, if I'm not mistaken. But um, but that's the deal. So check it out. Uh, he does a great job. I really enjoy his work. Well, it's time again to reach deep into the digital mailbox and find some uh, awesome query, which we will address. Let's go play. Uh, we start with Mr. Chris Lotteman, something like that. Chris L. Who writes, if Tom Robbins introduced you to the concept that depth, transcendence, and the heights of ecstasy can actually be combined with a happy life, uh, that there isn't simply the choice between being Kurt Cobain or having a white picket fence. Who, in other artistic forms, music, painting, movie making, anything else, breathes the same spirit and conveys a similar message that Tom does with his writing storytelling? Wow. Yeah, that is so a So you good can question. have your cake and eat it too, huh? Yeah. The, um, even because Tom is the prime example. Anytime somebody says Tom Robbins is the guy who can combine depth with happiness, who can. My historical example, of course, is good old EQ because he's just too good to be true. And if we don't know what we're talking about, we did a whole episode about the life of EQ Sojourn back with Robert Subiaga a while back. Search for it in the archives. That was a glorious episode. And the EQ story really doesn't get any better than that. Other than that, it starts getting tricky, right? Because there is not that there are exactly 10,000 figures who embodied is you know so much of what the torture artist unfortunately is a stereotype for a reason because yeah. usually you need to have something, something going missing to make you want to go so deep and create this amazing soulful art yeah so let's think a little bit what are some example of this um music painting movie making <laughs> But on the music front, it sucks because it tends to have been a bad story, but not intentionally. You know, the Bob Marley story, for example. You know, Bob Marley just bad fucking luck with cancer and everything else. But yep. he, for himself, happy guy, positive vibe. Family is a part good, of the music. Uh, yeah. Granted, you know, it's not that it's all perfection and it's easy. You know, there were some issues there. But for the most part, I dig it. You know, that's uh, there's a happy story there. A lot of the times... I don't think that there are, I think there are quite a few figures who are mellow, who have a good life, who can still produce some really high quality stuff, but they are not the same as Tom Robbins, who's, the, who's so over the top with how joyful he is, how much he enjoys life, and then he has this other really deep side to himself. I think there are people who enjoy life, who play the game well, but they are not just like the poster boy for this. So it's kind of harder to point to 
too many in that regard. Well, fame has a terrible way of just corrupting people too. I mean, yeah, it's you a don't, tricky you game. You don't get out. No, most people don't get out too easily. You know. Yeah, there's definitely that, and that's I think why we also did the Friedrich Nietzsche T-shirt because Nietzsche is the example of somebody mentally he gets it you know you read some of his stuff and you do get this desire there are multiple sentences by Nietzsche on this idea of like lightness of uh, uh, lightening up and this zest for life and all of that but he lived in the late in the Germany of the late 1800s during heavy time in a body that was breaking down all the time you know so he was his mind was there everything else in his life wasn't and so there was this that's why we make the t-shirt with him happily surfing in his datsusara pants and drunk and taoist t-shirt right because that's exactly the embodiment of what we are talking about here this idea that you can have a good happy life and some serious depth at the same time that one is not an alternative to the other but well i guess if we're talking about philosophical genius and uh, i think bruce campbell from ash versus evil dead that's some serious (laughs) philosophical genius right there but i don't know how his home life is though so yeah you know it's it's just a tough question and it's something that's a moving target through your whole life i mean now with, with 50 not far away what i consider a happy awesome successful life is very different than what 20-year-old rich with a thought. There's that and also the fact that a lot of people we don't know. Yeah. Right? Because, no for example, idea. it's like, I listen to, I don't know, what do I listen to? Pearl Jam, right? Yeah. Um, looks good. It looks, but I don't really know. Is, uh, are they happy? Are they models of positive? I don't really know that. It's no. uh, and like the Rolling Stones. Do they really want to play Brown Sugar one more time? Well, those guys, I feel there's some more weirdness there, but yeah. you know, there are the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, um, and the peppers always seem, they always put on a great show and it's they great. do, they seem happy. They seem to enjoy, but I don't know, you yeah. know, of course I don't know. And I'm not talking, uh, you know the drug stories i'm talking about the the healthier side of uh yep. some of these guys i don't really know because the game there's not of course they come from hard stuff you know if you read did you ever read the scar tissue no um yeah you can tell that you know there's a they had some hard times under the bridge they definitely did right but what about now again i don't know enough about that many people to be able to tell for sure i think there are cases like that but they are that's why i say tom as a poster boy because tom you know it's pretty clear where he's at where his life is and where his art is a lot of these guys you don't know you know just because there's nothing screaming uh, disturbing weird story a la caravaggio a la corcobain or, or something yeah. that doesn't mean that it's all happiness and positivity and for sure so, it's not. Right. And I mean, and I'm not saying all like yeah, yeah. in Disneyland, but you know, it's like that they can combine this uh, enjoyment of life with some healthy and intense attitude at the same time. So, yeah, I think it's a long-winded of way of saying I don't know, you know, because we have some <laughs> examples that we can throw out there. Historically, EQ is the man. In writing, Tom Robbins is the man. In, uh, you know, and but some of the other ones are tricky to say the least well it's definitely the notion of be careful what you ask for as well because if you do reach these certain levels what's the cost to you ask robert johnson good old robert johnson exactly if uh, you may have to sell your soul to the devil 
Well, get a good deal if you're going to do that. Yeah, fools. exactly. It's like, unfortunately, the devil is not known for giving very good deals. No. Which is why you need to be a great violin player. And Just, uh, yeah, yeah. up your bow, baby. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to seal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was looking to make a deal. Exactly. Don't, don't, don't. If you guys have never listened to that song, you have to. It's, you uh, owe it to yourself, too. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Daniels, Devil Went Down to Georgia, probably the 1976. It was way that back. early. I, it was, it was good. Maybe a little later. I remember the summer that song came out, we were at some Boy Scout camp, like day camp, mm -hmm. and there was a jukebox at the pool. And it played over and over all day long. Samantha sang, Spring my bell. Immediately followed by The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Over awesome. and over and over. Many a quarter was dropped in there. Very good. Released on the album from 1979. Check that out. Pretty close. Yep. Well, do we have another query? Yes, we do. So, so we'll label that one uh, addressed. Yes. <laughs> Next. Um, I don't remember it, so I'm reading it as we go live. Ooh. So that could be interesting. From Mr. Matt Roberts from Musashi Designs. He has some cool t-shirts, skateboards and stuff. So nice. check him out. Um, I think I need to dig up his Twitter or something. So if I tell you check him out, you actually there is a place to check it out. So I should probably do that for to put it in the episode notes. He asked, oh, oh, this is going to be, okay, this is going to be interesting. What is your greatest fear due to the Trump administration? <sighs> uh, there are so many options to choose from and nothing seems too crazy. So it could be an interesting discussion. More annoying politics, but it's hard not to talk about this stuff these days. Oh, hell. Yes. I'll take a swat. I fear for the environment more than anything. Yeah, that's my thing. With too. the oil man yeah. being in charge yeah, of the yeah, Secretary yeah. of State that doesn't address things. No function, you know, the, the, it feels like we are racing towards a war either in North Korea or Syria. We don't need any of that. That's going to be bad on the environment. Yeah. I mean, the basic old siphoning out of all the money to, you know, 15 guys in, in dark rooms somewhere. We're kind of used to that. Yeah. But uh, that would, uh, that's the one that keeps me up later than most. Plus, you know, we're two days. I mean, the China summit at Mar-a-Lago is tomorrow. Yeah. What is this fucking fool going to do this time? Yeah, the answer may change quickly. But for now, I think the and I think we hit it in the past a little. We have been dancing about this topic that really environmental issues tend to be higher on the scale for the simple reasons that other things you can survive them. Yeah. And there's a way to come back from it. Well, of course, no. Probably nuclear war is not one of them. But other than that, you know, the the other one would be yeah, environmental issues. Because once you fuck up the very conditions that make life possible, then yeah. good luck trying to, you know, it's not that suddenly you Bee get drones more... are not going to fix the, the problem. No. And I think part of the problem is, <clears throat> yeah, I give you that. It's the weird quandary because, of course, government is not of the solution to everything. I mean, anybody who has had to deal with government bureaucracy for anything knows that it's crap. At the same time, lack of government is not necessarily any better or in some cases is downright worse. So some shitty government regulation in some cases, not all of them, but in some cases is better than no regulations at all. 
it's tricky, of course, because in some cases government regulation empower even further the rape and pillage of stuff because they are in bed with the very companies that they are supposed to police and they don't. Yeah, and they that's where it really gets sick. So there's that for sure. But at the same time, the solution is not to just say, okay, get rid of it all, like no government oversight and... Is because I mean you know you have seen it time and time again how deregulation just doesn't work very well. Definitely doesn't work when it comes to environmental issues. No, because there's so many ways for them to cheat. And exactly, if if you dump it forty miles out at sea, well then uh, go ahead. Totally. So that would be my number one environmental issues way high up on the list. I can't argue. That's exactly where I would go. I mean, and then the rest of them just sort of fall in line. Whatever's going to become the education department. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nuclear concerns are unbelievably. Then again, you know, like education, it sucks. It's terrible. It's a horrible. Like, I mean, I still have to run into probably out of all of the things that have been going on politically. I disagree with like 98.5% of the ones that have emerged. Yeah. There are a couple of things that were not so bad. Most everything has been. Um, Some, though, are less long-term damaging than others you know the education stuff you can fix it down the road yeah uh it's terrible it's a bad idea but you can still and also the problem is the existing system sucks already oh yeah so yeah you're making it worse by you're talking about degrees not a dramatic turn so i guess you're more talking about a packed supreme court yeah that's about that's something gonna be lasting a long terrible time but that also i think like Fuck Obama on that because, you know, he had a year basically to put somebody on the Supreme Court and he decided like the one time when right after the nomination came up where the Senate was uh, in not in session and technically speaking, there is a rule where he could have appointed somebody without Senate approval and he didn't do it. Then I'm like, well, then fuck you. You know, you are just as (sighs) He, he wanted to play by the rules too often. Not that the Obama peaks were amazing. Because yeah. a lot of the stuff that he was picking was not stuff that I would have been happy with. But of course, compared to the... Tra- That's exactly the problem with politics. You know, I look at what Democrats do and they tend to make me throw up. Yeah. I look at what Republicans do and suddenly I go back to pick up my throw up because it was... So you can throw it on somebody yeah, else. Yeah, let's recycle it because that suddenly is bad. It's time for a new party. That's all there is to it. The progressives just need a break with this. I mean, the fact that Nancy Pelosi still has anything to do with the party. Come on, baby. It's time. Yeah. Time for Mama to go. Yeah, yeah no, it's... It's insanity. So, yeah, I think I'm going to make it... Okay, I'm going to say something that I'm going to break. I'm fairly sure that I'm going to break this intent, but I would like to, as much as possible for a while, stay away from political discussions for one simple reason, because besides it being depressing as fuck, a lot of it is disempowering, because a lot of it, not you, not I, have any power over the big picture. Yep. Nobody gets to change who's in charge or the big, you know, we don't get to make the big choices at all. And we have zero power over them. Yep. So I feel that sometimes, and I see it through social media, people just get into nasty moods and get into these spats and get into these political fights over shit that nobody has control over because it's like your opinion really doesn't mean shit in this case it's not going to help one way or another because it doesn't so while i'm not saying stay away from politics that's the solution to everything because it's not because that's the only way in which people sometimes things change is through political involvement i would like to keep it 
think of political involvement the way you think of you are going to rescue people in a house where everything is burning down and carbon monoxide reigns supreme get in do what you need to do be effective and get the hell out as soon as humanly possible because spending too much time in it will poison you oh yeah so i'm not saying don't do it i'm not saying just sit outside the house and say i never go in there well then you let everybody dies do it but do it effectiveness should be the goal in mind if there is something you can do that has some meaning that has some repercussion that can help somebody go do it and then get the hell out and think about something else because otherwise it's gonna poison you and everybody around you one thing and that's the end of another fine episode of the drunken taoist yes indeed we did it we did it thank you to daisy house for our music they have a fresh record out so people should uh, go to Bandcamp and download that fine thing or just a song or two once again a couple bucks to the people that help us out yeah why not absolutely amazon link if you use amazon please 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 Use our Amazon link, bookmark it, so then you never have to do it again. Every time you go on Amazon, you click your bookmark. It automatically goes to us. It doesn't cost you an extra cent. It helps us a whole bunch. Uh, Taoist lecture series and or my book, Not Afraid. There's the audio version. Check them out. It's not really that much. I think it's like 10 bucks for seven hours of Taoist lecture, 15 for a whole book, The Not Afraid. So if you miss my voice you can get many more hours that way um shall we thank the kind folks who donated absolutely let's do that let the pottering begin we have lisa robles gary mcclure uh chris Treshbal, robert primos aaron borcham uh, mark mendiola uh, matt chebre or maybe i don't know uh chris talent Thomas McNamara, Samuel McNichol, Stephen McKee, Maurizio Mezzatesta, Jonathan Waterloo, Mike Ordunes, and Aaron McLaughlin. I noticed just something funny about it. How many people are this? They donate at the same. 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, I think 15 people or so. Mm-hmm. We have a McClure, we have a McNamara. We have a McNichol, a McKee, and a McLaughlin. There's something about 33% of our donors having a Mac in the name. I find that kind of bizarre. In uh, I don't know, maybe we appeal to a particular demographic. Yeah, there's there's some like tribe out of uh, Scotland or something. Right. That <laughs> oh, that's funny. In any case, uh... <laughs> now I'm now I'm scared. Yeah. The two um, other things we should mention if you are in the market for chocolate, check out one of our affiliates, Coracao Chocolate. Other things that we need to throw out there? I want to mention, Joe, real quick a, a friend of ours, Jonathan Lewis's 10 year old daughter Susie, did a Kiva PowerPoint to show to her class. And uh, that just made, when I heard about that, it made me smile for days. Super sweet. Uh, it's, uh, 
That thing's going right crazy. It's going to be seventy-five thousand dollars in donation or in, in loans. Awesome. That's crazy. Not as good stuff. <laughs> Not donations. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Still make a little joke. Um, but still, no. That's people giving out and helping out, and that's quite an awesome. Thing. That's always sweet. Thank you again to Datsusara on Nate and Shore Design. And um, are we off? Th- th- that's all, folks. That's all, folks. I love Bugs Bunny, by the way. Now, that's all, folks. Remind me of all those old-time cartoons. Bugs Bunny was my hero. My favorite one was when he was in the Mad Scientist Castle, and they would get the ether, and I didn't know what that was, but they would slow right. down. Bugs Bunny was genius. Yeah, that I was good him. stuff. Yes. Cool. You guys have a great day. Bye. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at richimon1. That's R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, the numeral one. See y'all soon. No, you don't. <laughs> in questo cazzo, in questo caso, le provvidenze di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, huh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs> this was great. Fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. We've been yeah, having a great hour nice. here. Got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're outro. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So that's so let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and uh, uh, your accent? It just whatever that movie is you were trying to tell can me. Can you about, translate for me, please? I believe the word was tombstone. Yeah, that one exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the road shall teach you. Get back to work.